Hey everyone, it's Joe. A few months ago, we had a little bit of an online auction for a very special episode for the winner of the auction. That auction was won by Daniel Brewer, co-founder of Pride48 and also host of the podcast Dubious Intent Plus. And so he had his very own special private episode of Catching Up. Uh, He has now uh, allowed us to stream this episode. As a bonus episode, here it is, Daniel Brewer's private episode of Catching Up. Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another. We catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. You know, I'm going to tell you something. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. I've noticed in listening to the show, and I'm still doing it right now, that whenever the show starts, man, I have the most masculine voice. I'm like, hello, Mike Lawson. But by the halfway through the show, I'm like, and then, I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, girl, this. I'm like, I'm so gay. Like, by the end, I get progress, because once I let my guard down, because even, you know, almost 100 shows in. I'm still very conscious when the show starts. I'm like, okay, we're doing the show. And then once we get into like the, you know, into the wheeze of the conversation, I'm like, uh-huh, girl. No, no, you didn't. You know? well, I think in the beginning, you're a little more conscious that people are listening. But halfway through, we forget that people are even going to listen to this a lot of times. I like how we think people listen to this. Let's be honest. Most people are doing something else while they're listening to this. Yeah, that's true. Like driving or housework. Also, or, I would say, because, you know, I've been doing, a, I listen to most of my podcasts now, and so I'm listening to more podcasts as I work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to be in my old, unhealthier days. Um, when you would was, eat? Yeah, I'd be listening. <laughs> you know what? I would listen while I was eating or like, or driving a lot too. I still yeah. listen while I drive, but now I just listen to more. But when I drive, I feel I concentrate more. So I, yeah, but I, I but there's a lot of people, I, like today I was at the gym, you know, this morning. And there was uh, an old Mexican man, like, just walking around the parking lot, uh, picking up trash. And I was like, man, his job would be so much easier if he listened to some sort of old Mexican man podcast. And then yeah. I, I went up to him and handed him a catching up card. And, he, and then he put it in the trash. Because he, <laughs> he thought I was handing him trash. Uh, Mike Lawson. Yeah. What's up? I may have mentioned this on the show, but you know I took part in the Reddit Secret Santa. Did we talk about this? Uh, no, I, okay. I'm very familiar with it, though. Do you ever participate? 
I've participated in two of them. Not uh-huh. the Secret Santa, but a book exchange and then a t-shirt exchange. Okay. I've, I've, I mostly do the Secret Santas, and I'll do an occasional exchange here and there, like if it's a cookbook exchange or something. Yeah. But To explain what it is, Reddit is a, a, a website. Now, I know you and I both know it. I know a lot of people know what Reddit is, but let's just say really quickly, um, users on there can sign up to participate in like an exchange of some sort where you um, buy a board game, for example, and send it to a person, and then you have – a, a user that you're matched up with that will send you a board game. That yeah, sort of thing. that would be a board game exchange. But Secret Santa, actually, I probably should do the small exchanges because what I don't like about Secret Santa, and also halfway through the year they do another Secret Santa called Arbitrary Day, mm-hmm. is that it's just open. It's just you buy them whatever, you know, based on what uh, uh, you think that they want. Okay? And so I have – I'm always a pretty good Secret Santa uh for other people, but I've been burned in the past. So this year yeah. I used more of my credits. I built up enough credits to get a better exchange. That means I get a better person to buy for and a, person, a better person gets me. The point of this story is this year, man, the computer just was great. Because that's the thing. I've also gotten shitty people I have to buy for where it'll be like, my name is Mark. Yeah. I'm like, what? I don't know anything. What do I get this person, right? This girl that I got. Uh, in Massachusetts, was extremely specific. And when I tell you, Mike, I'm going to tell you right now what she liked, you're going to be like, what? Okay. Loved Disney, but had never been to a Disney park. Okay. Loved uh, Frozen. Loves loves Disney movies. Mm -hmm. Okay. Loves her third grade teacher. (laughs) I know. Seriously, she's in her early 20s. I know. Uh, Loves theater. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, also loves young adult novels. Anything young adults, partic- particularly dystopian futures. Is she me? I know, seriously. <laughs> um, and she loves Monster High. Uh, okay. The doll series from Mattel. Okay. Do we need to talk about A? Oh, also, she loves the show Once Upon a Time. Okay. okay. Do we need to talk about how, um, one, um, I, have a, I have a cousin, Richard, right? He's a week younger than me and gay. I've talked about him a few times on the show. And his sister, who's also my cousin, but she's uh, four years younger than me, she is a designer for Mattel, specifically for Monster High. Hmm. So I got this girl a signed doll from my cousin, Natalie, right? Yeah. One. Two. Um, Chris, my friend, just wrote uh, a dystopian young adult novel last summer. So I had him sign a copy of his book and and sent it to her. Also, I got a doll from Frozen and just signed it myself because it's not a real person. (laughs) Close, actually. I I happened to read an article when I got assigned to her that Disney, the Disney parks came out with a line of makeup. Oh, I forgot to tell you, this girl loves nail polish also. Came out with a line of makeup and nail polish for different Disney themed movies, but they could only buy them in the park. That's it. Okay. Can't get them anywhere else. So I went to Disneyland and I bought her. Do you the... still have a Disney pass? No, no, but they sell it downtown Disney too. Oh, okay. So I bought her this frozen nail polish. Boom. Done. Right? Yeah. So the one thing I was toying with was, should I send her this Once Upon a Time poster I have? Now, I don't watch Once Upon a Time. Okay. But uh, as we know, I mentioned before, I have a friend named Paul who's an executive at ABC. And if the year, the summer before Once Upon a Time premiered, okay, uh, 
He goes, you want to go to Comic-Con with me and my um, partner, John? And I go, oh, yeah, I'll go. So I went to Comic-Con. And he goes, okay, one of the things for going getting to go to Comic-Con for free was I had to go to some of these ABC events. He goes, sorry, I have to go to the panel for Once Upon a Time. So I went and I watched the Fakakta pilot with all these nerds and um, was in the panel discussion. And I was bored, but whatever. At the end, though, the, the, the guy who runs the show in the panel got up and said, okay, well, this is the end, but I want everyone to look under your seats. If you have a star under your seat, uh, there's only a hundred of stars here in the audience. You will get to go to a private room with the entire cast, and we will give you a poster, and we will sign it for you. I don't give a shit about this show. I look, of course, I have a star, right? <laughs> yeah. So you just like turn your seat over and go like, nope, that's too bad. Well, so Paul, Paul's boyfriend, John, who I have a very, very uh, contentious relationship with, he goes, by the way, also the one that collects dolls, right? Mm-hmm. And has a bunch of dolls. He goes, oh my God, oh my God, Joe, 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 I love this show. I love it. I love this show. Please, can I have your star? Right, please. No, I don't give a shit about this show, right? So I go, here, here's my star. Mike Lawson immediately turns to this hot guy next to him and goes, hey, I got a star to this autograph session. You want it? And the what? guy goes, okay, thanks. <gasps> right? And I go, what? What? What just happened? What's that? What? Mike, I know you don't believe in this whole universe thing. I'm telling you, the universe was like, oh, no, girl. Oh, no. Because immediately, some middle-aged woman taps me on the shoulder and she goes, Hey, listen, I don't want to go to this autograph session and hands me a star. There you go. And so now John goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Joe, Joe. Sorry. Sorry. No, I, I swear. I really do love this show. Uh, I, I, I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, no, I don't even I- care about this fucking show. <laughs> I am now going to go to this autograph session. And then use the poster to, like, wipe your ass later. <laughs> Seriously. I'm going to get this poster. I'm going to uh-huh. get it signed. And I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'll do nothing with it. I'm going to do nothing. Right. <laughs> so sure enough, for now almost four years, this poster has just sat rolled up in, mm-hmm. in in my closet, you know? Well, that's why I was toying with the idea like, well, this girl really likes Once Upon a Time. Should why I send- wouldn't you send it? Because I go, let me see how much, kind of, you know, since then it's become a hit. I go, let me see how much this poster would go for on eBay. If, if, it, if it's less than $40, I'll just send it to her, you know? Got it. Yeah. Do you want to know how much it went for? 100 bucks. Two hundred dollars? <gasps> Whoa! So you didn't send it? I did not send it. <laughs> I made two hundred dollars. Uh, so uh, yeah, it went for two hundred dollars. I love that story. But here's here's my big question: What did you get in return? Did you get like a candle or like something stupid? Oh no! You see, <laughs> that's funny you say that. You're talking about the Reddit Secret Santa. Yeah. Um. Well, one because I pay I paid more credits. To... And just so just so anyone who's not familiar, this girl is not matched with you. You're no. going to get a present from someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got a present from somebody else. Uh, I was very very specific in my uh in my profile, and I pretty much just told them, look, there's an Amazon wish list. Just do that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so this girl just went down my Amazon wish list and sent me about $40, $50 worth of stuff. And boom, I got everything that I wanted. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I've I been burned twice, and I probably will never do one again. Um, the t-shirt exchange, I got a really cool uh, t-shirt for the guy I was matched with. So yeah. he didn't say much. He said, like, I don't really like skulls or satanic sort of symbols. 
but other than that, I'm really kind of open to anything. Mm-hmm. So I looked at his. So that's all he said. But I could. You can see all of the things he's ever posted. And yeah. He was very active in a subreddit for like the state of Ohio. So like new laws were getting passed and he would like comment on articles oh. about them and stuff. So I got a shirt that um, I got it from Etsy and it was just an outline of the state of Ohio and inside of it it's at home, right? Which mm-hmm. I mean it was cute and that I got him cool. one I got him one other shirt uh, that was like super cheap on like Threadless or something. Mm-hmm. And afterward he commented and said like best gift exchange gift ever or something like he really liked it right i went to hear what you got like somebody's ratty old white t-shirt i got three shirts which was really nice because it there was a dollar amount not a shirt amount okay okay? so i got three shirts but they were clearly all like stupid things from just like um one of these t-shirt selling places like all the ones that were on sale yeah that were in my size which i mean i don't know there was just no thought put into it it was just the gift and then uh on the book exchange i got matched with a a person who had very similar taste in books that i i did and so i bought uh him or her i forget uh three books from my favorite author that's very similar to an author that we shared in common that we liked and um, does the name rhyme with chuck polinick no he so he really liked chuck polinick but um there's this guy chad uh, Coltkin, I think, mm-hmm. who write he wrote like the average American male novel, um, the lie, and the average uh, American marriage or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're very they're very similar to Chuck Palahniuk. So I bought those thinking like, well, if they if he likes Chuck, he'll like these this guy too. And uh, I didn't get a present in return. And then, uh. Reddit was like, hey, you need to say that you got your present. It's yeah. getting late. It's going to affect your rating if yeah. you don't report. So I had to like go in and say I didn't get anything. And they matched me up with someone else who I guess was either nice enough or yeah. I don't know exactly they, they, how They have works. people who volunteer to do it again. So I got a book and it was like time travel stories. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just this big book of like – Short stories about time travel. You know the person just looked around their house and goes, ah, what can I send this person here? Yeah, it wasn't like an Amazon box. It was like they wrapped it up and it was totally on their bookshelf. Uh, The girl that I bought the presents for was really, really excited. But you know these people who collect dolls, like John, Paul's boyfriend, and uh, such, they get really into these dolls. And she she put pictures up. Um, So – she put pictures up of all of Natalie's other dolls she designed sitting around the one that I got her signed, like sitting around like they're all at a party. And I was like, ugh. That's so weird. And she's in her 20s. Oh, yeah. Like, that sounds like something a seven-year-old might get into. Yeah. No, no, no. She's all in like, yeah. And she's a nanny. So basically, she hangs out Ooh. with seven-year-olds. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, what is going on with you, Mike Lawson? Turns out she's a 50-year-old man. <laughs> Turns this out. the life she lives online. <laughs> Um, Joey, I've told this story on what some would call lies before, but um, never here, I don't think. Oh, I so this story will be brand new to me. I have it. <laughs> <laughs> I have an email address, which is Mike Lawson at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've had this email address since Gmail was in beta like many years ago, right? So I've had it a long time. And along the way, I've found a lot of Mike Lawson's 
that either accidentally type out Mike Lawson at gmail.com instead of a variation of that, like Mike Lawson 77 at gmail.com or Mike J Lawson at gmail.com or whatever, right? So I get emails from people that aren't me, different Mike Lawsons, on the regular. Probably once a week I'll get one email that's not intended for me. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like a – some of them are annoying. Like um, somebody signed up for a Domino's account, and <laughs> at first it was funny because I could like track their pizza. <laughs> so I thought that was funny, but now I get like Domino's coupons, you know, reminding me that I should order a Domino's pizza, but I don't want that coupon. Uh-huh. Um, there's a Fandango account in, I think, like Connecticut or Rhode Island or some little small state. Mm-hmm. Um, some insignificant state. Yeah. <laughs> I get uh, Fandango receipts. Um, it's very common now, too, this, like, Square, how when you, you know, pay with Square, you can have the receipt emailed to you. Oh, yeah. I get those a lot, too. Um, people type out Mike Lawson at gmail.com real quickly, and I'll get – I just got one for – a beer receipt at, for something, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I play back. There's a whole what's some call lies about like times that I respond to the emails that I get. Mm-hmm. But I've started getting, and I've received um, 32 of them so far. Somebody signed up for a roomymatch.com um, account in Columbus, Ohio metro area. They're looking for roommates, mm-hmm. and or they're looking for a place to live specifically. So when I get matched with an uh, – or when – that Mike Lawson gets matched with somebody, I get an email and it's like, um, roomymatch.com alert. You and Samantha, 93% match. <laughs> you and Sean, 87% match. But I can also go in and I can read, like I can, it, in the email it says like, um, how do you keep your house? Um, wh- where is the place? So like this one here, near Ohio State, great part of town, outside Columbus, excellent shopping area, right? Carpet's just cleaned, blah, blah, blah. But I'm getting fascinated with these people. I don't even care about Mike Lawson. It's the people that he's matched with. Have you ever found a hot Mike Lawson where you're like, wow, that Mike Lawson's hot? No, not really. Uh-huh. Okay, go it's on. It's kind of an ugly name. But this one um, this one was interesting to me. Hold on. I scrolled. This one was interesting to me because of why they want. Um, wait. Sorry. This one was interesting because why they want uh, a roommate. So uh, one of the questions that I can see an answer to is, do you have a conflict with a previous roommate? Uh, and then this one is, my boyfriend, soon to be ex, ooh. lives here until he can find a new place. Our conflict is that he's immature, disrespects, disrespectful, and sexist. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't know this before she started dating him? Uh, I need to purge negativity from my life but can't afford both the full mortgage and all the bills. By the way, you know the full mortgage there is like a joke to us. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I can also see how much the place is, how much the rent is. So here's Dylan. Um, Dylan, yeah, it sounded cute until there's an area he won't live with a homosexual. That's kind of fucked, right? Neither will I. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the rent in this place is six hundred dollars a month. Which oh, is like with a mansion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I had dinner recently, just interrupted for a second, with friend of the show, uh, Donna Sugars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was telling me about her rent in uh, Buffalo, New York. Uh, and she has a studio apartment, but I guess it's like in downtown Buffalo. Mike, I'm not going to blast out her rent on the show, but I'm going to tell you, it was so low, I cried. 
Like, I think I have that in my wallet. <laughs> per month. Yeah. And one, pay- one paycheck could cover, like, a yeah. year rent. Yeah. Here you go. Like, here's the year. <laughs> Keep the change. <laughs> and she's, like, in the cool part of town. So, so are you gonna? Do you ever do anything with it? Because I know you like you people might not realize this, but you also like to fuck with people sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean that that's what that whole "What Some Will Call Lies" episode is about. Um, I not to plug it, but "What Some Will Call Lies" episode is called "The Death of Adam Chavez," and um, in the episode, I I reply to them, but on these, like, it's just a roommate automated email thing. It's not like I could email them, and it's not like I could log into his roommates roomymatch.com what is it roomies match yeah roomymatch.com by the way who's going i won't live with a homosexual but i signed up on roomymatch.com i mean the name's kind of gay um so and dylan lives in beaver falls i bet he does it's just who i don't really i I mean if you're not comfortable living with a homosexual (laughs) yeah yeah. what does that say he's so straight he lives in beaver falls no, right. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Dylan is one man. He could live with any gender, male or female, heterosexuals only. So it's not that he is not comfortable around somebody who might be attracted to him because he'll live with a woman. He just doesn't like queers. That's Mike, fucked. He, Mike, That's he fucked, lives right? in Beaver Falls. He lives on Snatch Road. I didn't want to tell you that. <laughs> That's fucked, though. I will live with a woman or a straight man mm-hmm. or a head, only a heterosexual woman. Because it says heterosexuals only. That's mm-hmm. fucked. Fuck you, Dylan. <laughs> he also thinks a TV is a tool of the devil, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I, I, I want to live with this guy. Criminal activity. He has a few unpaid parking tickets and library fines. Nothing more. <laughs> but wait, that would be majorly concerning to me if I was going to live with somebody. Like, I'd rather live with somebody who maybe killed their cat but pays their bills on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just but don't wait, th- wait. This is so weird. His political outlook, he's left-wing, liberal, and socially progressive. <laughs> but I don't want to live with them. Yeah, I don't want to live with a queer. No, no, no. But also, like, no, no, I don't have anything major. I just skipped out on a couple of credit cards, and uh, I don't pay my bills. <laughs> he's, a, he's a post um, – he's a grad student, so. Ah, uh, the worst. That probably explains the it worst. A bit. You know, this actually reminds me too. Like speaking of Reddit and speaking of this story, uh, when Chris wrote his young adult novel, he asked me. He goes, "You know, I don't know anything about this Reddit. Ask me anything." And, I, and he knows I go on Reddit a lot. So he goes, "Do you do you know anything about it?" I go, "I'll even hook you up." And for people who go on Reddit, everyone knows that on Ask Me Anything, it's uh, anybody, by the way, not just celebrities, but celebrities. People can go on there, and you could say, uh, "My name is Mike Lawson, and I run a diabetes foundation." Uh, ask me anything, you know. Yeah. And uh, anyone can. And then do you it. sit there alone while nobody responds. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the point is. But a lot of celebrities use it to promote their products. And so I said, I'll contact uh, Victoria. Whenever you see a celebrity on Reddit responding to things, uh, Victoria, like, uh, you know, I'm Johnny Depp. Ask me anything. I'm here with Victoria from Reddit. She's the person that handles it, the celebrities. So I email Victoria, and she was like, oh, my God, it would be great. We would love to have Chris do an AMA. Uh, I'll set it up. What's his email address? So I just type in. His email just and my computer just auto fills it in, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: I forgot. There's another Chris White, who his email address is very similar to my friend Chris White's. 
Okay, and it's very easy to confuse them, and so they know they've talked, and they, so that that the other Chris Whites, uh, fake Chris Whites, um, Chris Whites too, we'll call him, will forward emails he gets to Chris. Right, right. There's a Michael uh, Lawson in the UK, and uh-huh. I get a lot of his email address, his emails, and uh-huh. he's reached out to me, and he's like, "That must be a pain in the ass. It's funny. Sorry about that. I think you got this from me." Um, and so I, when I know it's in the UK, a lot of times I'll forward it and just say like, Hey, this might be you. Oh, that's, that's, so nice. that's nice of you. You do nice things. Well, he reached out to me and was nice to me. A lot of times they're like, like they're inconvenience, but like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I got your emails and I'm dealing with this. So, uh, so anyway, so I, my computer automatically sent it to Chris White's too. No, not to Chris White's, gave her Chris White's two's email address. So then Victoria from Reddit contacts Chris White's too. And says, hey, you know, uh, we would like you to do an AMA. So they think, and he's like an accountant in New York. He thinks that they're asking him oh, <laughs> to no. do an AMA. And she goes, oh, my God. She goes, I, I think I sent the correct one right afterwards. Like, oh, my God, I sent you the wrong one. She goes, I already emailed him. And then she goes, <laughs> oh, my God, he is contacting me. He thinks we really want to do an AMA with him. She goes, I don't know. How do I tell him no? Oh, my God. So um, we should just like bomb it. Have him do it and get a bunch of people to like act super <laughs> interested in accounting. Can you tell me more about debentures and derivatives? <laughs> It'll be like he'll think he's a superstar. <laughs> this could be a catalyst. Maybe he would then go and write a book about accounting and like change yeah. his life. Mm-hmm. You know, we could actually make that happen. Let's do it. Um, okay, so Mike, there were last on on the on a recent episode. I'll say uh, I told a story about taking these two young gay men to the Magic Castle. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Here's the thing: when I was editing the show, I realized there are two stories that are way better than the stories I told in the show about yeah. taking to the Magic Castle. One, so as people may know, I've been uh, actively trying to lose weight, and so as of uh, at least taking them to the Magic Castle, I had lost about fifty pounds. Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal: I put on my suit, Mike. I look like a little child. Oh, good. No. <laughs> I mean, it's good though. Like that's such a good problem. Imagine like you put on I put on my suit and it didn't fit. Oh. Like I couldn't button the buttons yeah. or something. No. You know what I mean? Like it is a good problem. It is a good problem, but I look like such a homeless hobo. Yeah. Who showed like Your suit though, let's be honest, when you were 50 pounds ago, your suit still was kind of on the bigger side, right? Yes. Like it felt like it was always kind of like a drapey sort of suit, not like a tailored fit. Yeah, so exactly. So it looks like, because we know when you're fat, you're like, I'm not going to get a really good suit because I'm fat. Sure. What's the point? So now yeah, I might as well just put a belt on this muumuu. Yeah, I wish I had suit <laughs> muumus. Oh my God, that would be so great when you're fat, right? A suit muumuu. Anyway, I would just look like, like, a, like a classy Wheezy Jefferson. So, uh, so the point is, uh, I look like a total lunatic in this. My pants kept falling. I look like. Okay. <laughs> By the way, inside joke for a person that only totally. you and I know. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully you you were showered and shaved. Yeah. 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 So the point is, no stroller handle is safe around me. <laughs> well, now I have to bleep the name out now, now that I said that. <laughs> I was going to say, people are going to connect the dots to yeah. use the one that you bought a dildo with. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> So the point is, so now that was that story. I look like in total, and these guys were, you know, because they're young gay men, were like in totally like wonderful fitted suits, and they looked great, you know. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing too. When I was listening to the show, I go like, 
I was expecting these trolls to show up, right? And then I never clarified that they were really cute. No, you did. You did. Oh, I did? Okay. I feel like right after even you. Oh, like, okay. They were there holding hands, so cute. Yeah, yeah, You well, did, yeah, yeah. Even just their, they weren't yeah. ugly trolls, so. Okay. And, and on the flip side, they were expecting, like, some, like, super cute twink in a fitted yeah. suit and a troll showed up. <laughs> yeah. And, like, a, <laughs> and, like, a suit way too big for him. Like, you like. <laughs> okay. So then, remember I told you we went to see. We were talking about how I thought maybe they would be creeps and, like, try to, like, steal your stuff. And they're like, what does he have hiding in those pants? <laughs> then the coat check, they check everything, their wallet, their phone. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, okay, so then we went to go see a show. I didn't mention this part. In line with us and sitting right in front of us with the he was actually really cute, but a really flamboyant homosexual. Okay, super over the top, like hairdresser style, yeah. right? Like the kind of person Dylan would not want to live with. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, no. Dylan would light the house on fire. So um, after getting a blowjob from the guy, because I will, Probably, yeah. I will say, I will say, as gay as he was, he was very good looking. Oh my okay. god, he was so cute. Um, we're still getting letters. I don't from really, these. I don't really know why that would be like. Why? Why is that like a shock? You're like, even though he was, super I know, fun I, boy, I, I, Mike, was, he was I was also cute. I was clarifying that. I know. There, I, was I saying, think that there's plenty of like you're right, guys you're right. on the effeminate side. You're right. Adorable. I was wrong there. I was wrong. So anyway, he's super, super cute. Cause they even they had him stand up to be a volunteer, and he was so charming and so cute. Oh, I loved him actually. But before the show started, he was sitting right in front of us, going like, "Oh my god, no, 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 no!" I had that voice, right? Yeah. So I lean over to Roger, one of the gay guys, and I go, uh, "Looks like we have some family right in front of us." Yeah. Right. So whatever, I start talking to Richard, and then Roger leans over. He goes like, "Oh, are you gonna talk to him?" And I go, "No." <laughs> I see enough gay people in my life, right? I didn't say that part. I go, no. And then he leans over and he goes, so do you have a lot of, like, family members here that you see and you just don't speak to them? <laughs> and I go, oh, my God, bless your heart. You don't Maybe, know. like, family is almost like code. And, like, gay people today don't need code as much. You're right. It is a very old school code. And I only know it because, again, I have a family of gay people, an older gay cousin who's, like, much older than i am used to use that phrase yeah i feel like if i told steve that term he wouldn't really know it steve isn't like a super immersed in the gay community Mm -hmm. and i i feel like he he doesn't know certain things like that that is a very old 80s term like you know like friends of dorothy like i would never use that yeah but but you and I would know what it means. Do you think because, like, we've watched a lot of, like, gay cinema or I something? Think, like... I think we straddle that generation. Cause, you know, one of the things yeah. – I, th- I may have told this story before on the show, but in a serious way, is when my cousin Richard and I were younger. We Like, again, like these guys' age, like early 20s. We would all be like, oh, my God, where all the – how can we go to gay clubs? There's nobody in their 30s. Everybody's just, like, either really old or really young. And, like, we go to parties. We bring that up. We thought it was, like, the biggest funny thing. And in our heads, our, our imagination was because they got married. Oh. You know? And then we ta- – Richard Married to AIDS. Yeah, yeah. Richard <laughs> went to a party and talked to a guy in his, like, late 30s and was like, oh, so how can we never see you guys in the clubs? He goes, because we all died. Yeah. <laughs> That sucks, but it's so true. Yeah, there's a missing yeah. gay generation. There's yeah. a missing gay generation. Uh, anyway, uh, so there's that. Um, so those were the two stories I didn't get to tell. Also, I didn't tell this in the show because it was getting long, but 
uh, I told this last year. There's this drag performer. I shouldn't say drag queen. More like a drag performer named Dina Martina. She's out of. She's based out of Seattle, but she travels the country. I know she does P Town every summer. She's super funny, and I highly recommend anyone uh, if she comes to your town, go see her. Okay. She's just really quirky and weird. So every year when she comes to L.A. at the same time every year in January, okay, and Richard and I always go, okay, and we always take somebody with us, a new person. So uh, this year we went to go see her, and I took uh, my friend, friend of the show, Beth. Oh, uh-huh. And Richard took his friend, um, what the fuck is his friend's name? Fernando. Okay, which I think actually Fernando's the one that turned Richard on to Dina Martina. So she, he's seen her before many times. So I don't know. So Richard was like, can you and Beth pick me up? Because he really is on the way. So we picked him up. Mike, again, why do I hang out with Richard? I don't get it. He was like in a super bitchy mood, like really strangely anxious. He's not really an anxious person, but he was like strangely really anxious. Okay. Okay. Just like really like jumpy, and it, one thing I'll say about Richard, I could see you being like this too, uh, is he's very about being on time and having a schedule. Okay, yeah. but here's the weird thing, and you know that the world doesn't usually work out like this. For some reason, Beth and I, and the way the schedules were working, everything was happening on time. So I was supposed to meet Beth at four thirty. We were supposed to meet, pick up Richard at five thirty. We we're supposed to be at the restaurant by six. All that happened on schedule. Okay. Okay. He was still super jumpy. And then Fernando was like, I'm going to be a little late. I don't want to have dinner. I already ate dinner. So Richard and I had dinner and he was just like crazy. Like, so the waiter comes up to me. By the way, there's no one in the restaurant because we're so early. And Richard, the waiter comes up, takes Richard's order. Richard's like, I'll have this. And Beth is like, I'll have that. And I'm all, hmm. I go, I'm trying to decide, mostly for health reasons, by the way, for calories. Between this dish, I'll, I'll say what it is. The cochinita pibil or the uh, pork tenderloin. And Richard goes, before the waiter can answer, Richard goes, he'll have the cochinita pibil. Thank you. Ew. Yeah. And the waiter. <laughs> That's so weird. But because it's a gay restaurant, the waiter is like, uh... Okay, sir. So anyway, here's the difference. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, what is your problem? He goes, I'm did just... You, did you ask him? Yeah. I go, what is your problem? He goes, I'm just really hungry. I go, I think we need an appetizer. He's like, no, I just want the food. He was just like really snappy. I really, I'm going to be honest with you. We've talked a couple of times. and Look, this is a person I talk to every day for an hour. Mm-hmm. We've talked a couple of times for like 20 minutes here and there. But we haven't really spoken since Dina Martina. I think well, he's somehow testy with me right now, too. You said that a lot of times he has friends that he, like, just cuts out of his life. Do you think that your friendship might get cut out? No. Do you worry about that? No, no. I think he just – with me, it's different because we're re- we're related. Yeah. You know? And can't so, get rid of you. Yeah, he can't get rid of me. So I think he's just taking a vacation from me. Also, here's the thing, too, is um, there's a couple of things going on. One, and I notice this at the – I never – I've only hung out with Fernando. This is actually the first time I've ever hung out with Fernando. I met him one time at Richard's birthday party, but like for a, a minute. So I've never really hung out with him. But I think Richard, you know how there's levels of power, you know? And I feel yeah. you and I are sort of equal there. But sometimes you have a friend, like you sort of feel sorry for that friend. You're Like you're the more powerful one in the friendship. But then sometimes you have friends who like you admire them and you want to be with them more. Mm-hmm. I think Fernando is like the ladder for Richard. So I think Richard really looks up to Fernando because once Fernando got there and Richard got his Fernando time, he calmed down big time. 
So he was like really, really just anxious about Fernando, which by the way, I don't even understand why. I think because, and here's what I don't get. Fernando is like basically married to this really rich guy. And so I think Richard sort of like admires him for that. I don't know. Right? What? Okay. Yeah. So Fernando's just a high school teacher. There's nothing wrong with being a high school teacher, but like he has like a normal job. The husband is very wealthy. Okay. Hmm. And mm-hmm. so they have a really great house and they have great friends and a great life. They're also very politically involved, which is all along Richard's life goals. But like yeah. as soon as uh, Fernando got there, Richard calmed down. Huh. And so, but like he was like, oh, Fernando. Oh my gosh. Like fawning over Fernando. Like Fernando was telling us how he's obsessed. Well, he said, I, he felt, I wouldn't call it obsessed, but Bjork? Mm-hmm. He's obs- I know. I have a few people that are like that really? in my life. Yeah. He's going to, like, Bjork's going to be in New York. Uh, yeah, she's just touring right now. She yeah. just announced, yeah. He's already bought tickets, and he bought two sets of tickets, one for him and his friends, and one for him just to go alone so that he can enjoy just the music. I actually have a few friends like, that are really obsessed with her. Three. Really? And then Fernando's yeah. gone to Iceland. He goes, I didn't just go to Iceland oh, because shit. of Bjork. He's all, Well, they're rich. He's all, but, oh. yeah. He's all, but, you know, I was like, well, I might as well go. I want to see what it's like. And I'm like, bullshit. Anywhere in the world, and you go to Iceland. Yeah, that's a little bit weird, but I I understand it a little bit. When going back to Richard and like being obsessed with like being on time and stuff, I'm certainly like that. And when it comes to scheduling, I get that too, the anxiety. Mm-hmm. But I I can also, in certain instances, if you tell me like, uh, you know what, for to get there and to get started and everything, we don't have a plan. We're just going to play it by ear. That will calm me down. But if I say like, what's the plan? And you got, and it's like that question is avoided and people don't answer like, or don't help come up with a plan or don't, if I propose a plan and it doesn't get any uptake, that's what makes me anxious. I'm totally okay. If you tell me like, Hey, we're just going to play it by ear. That, yeah. That's enough of a plan. to. Call I don't think know. Richard could do that, but let's say for instance, there was a plan. Which there was for Dina Martina, a very clear plan. And everything was going according to plan. Would you still be anxious? Oh, no. No. Yeah, everything. I'm telling you, Mike, everything happened on the dot. And then we got to the restaurant right at six. You know, Fernando was the one that was late, but we were there. You know, everything went according to plan. He was just super, super anxious. I don't know what it was. So anyway, so once again, next time I say, oh, next week I'm going to hang out with Richard. Please remind me. The, oh, the other thing was he was like, Beth, because Beth drove. He goes, Beth was like, do you need us to drop you off? He goes, no, I'm probably going to go hang out with Fernando afterwards. We're like, okay. So after the end of the night, Fernando's like, all right, well, I'm going to go home. No, well, Fernando was like, okay. And so Richard was like, so what are we going to do? And Fernando was like, I'm just going to go home. And Richard was like, oh, yeah, so am I. And I was like, oh, I guess we're taking his ass home. <laughs> so, yeah, he just looks up to this Fernando character. So, Joey, is there, are there any news stories from L.A. you want to talk about? Yes, Mike Lawson, a plane full of people headed to L.A. got a free trip to Nebraska thanks to a passenger who wouldn't (laughs) stop masturbating on a Virgin America flight, forcing the plane to make an emergency landing. Uh, FAA officials said the Boston to Los Angeles flight was forced to land briefly in Nebraska due to a, quote, medical emergency, end quote, that, according to police, originated with a horny 26-year-old. You know, of course, as a gay man, I was like, ooh, what does he look like? Omaha police say the flight was diverted when 26-year-old Doug Adams began jerking off. Isn't that the guy that wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe? Um, Who's also dead. Began jerking off in his seat and yelling at the woman sitting next to him. 
gloved officers removed him from the plane in handcuffs. Witnesses say he was wearing a hospital bracelet. Mike Lawson, if you were on an airplane and a guy was masturbating next to you, would that be hot to you or would you be upset? Or would I be more upset that we landed in Nebraska? Ugh. Right? Yeah. I would be like, Um, let him masturbate. Yeah. (laughs) What You didn't say, like, was there a picture of the guy? No, that, there that wasn't makes a it picture. any better. It's kind of creepy. Even the hottest guy, I'd be like, "Ooh, what's like?" There's something wrong with the dude, right? Uh, yeah. Well, obviously he's wearing a hospital bracelet, but I still, I still, Mike, we've told the story in the show before a, a long time ago, and even Cameron, friend of the show, Cameron, I told him this story the other day, judged me. Judge a guy who went to a bathhouse with me, right? I told him the story about how remember you and I were at uh, that Burger Express in Anaheim. Oh, yeah. And the mentally challenged guy, who was hot, came, oh. well, attractive for a... Uh, mm, a solid six. Okay. You know what? You know what? I'll go with you on that. A solid okay. six, but better looking than you would think for who, someone who does this. You couldn't tell he was mentally challenged till he talked. Or till he um, stared at us while he was eating his french fries with his mouth No, open. while he was licking the ranch off of his french fries. <laughs> Yeah, but he wasn't eating the actual fry. <laughs> but walked up to us and was like, "I will go. You guys go to the parking lot. I will blow you guys in the parking lot." And I was like, "Mike, let's do this." And you're like, "No, no, Joe. You no. I know. Is it sad that Cameron even judged me? He goes, "You can't take advantage of mentally slow people." Well, that's a thing. Like uh, a lesson I learned on Glee is that just because you're mentally slow doesn't mean you don't have sexual needs, but I would need to assess – I would need to go slower with – I would need to take that slower because I would have to assess it. He's not like it's just an oversexed, you know, guy who's mentally like age 15 or 14 or 12. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You would have to like take that into account. Unlike someone who wasn't mentally slow, you could just take their age at face value. Hmm. I still I would have done it. I, yeah. Well, isn't that weird? This is sad. It's come to where like I'm the crazy one. And would Cameron... you? Yeah. Seriously. Let's say you're on this plane and the guy's sitting next to you in the row, and it's just you and him in the row, and he's hot and he's mm-hmm. doing it. Would mm-hmm. you just kind of let it happen? Oh my god, yes. And then I would try to find a way to take my camera out and film it. <laughs> I really would, because because you know what? Here's how I would work. I would think because I think ahead. I would think. You know, I can't really do anything now, right? So I need to just kind of ignore it now and focus on saving this for later, documenting this. And then I would film it and then save it for later. You know what um, you're missing in the story, Joey? What? At one point, he started fidgeting and began to remove the plastic covering from the emergency exit door and tried to pull open the door. Luckily, there were a couple of Boston police officers on the flight, and at that point... Uh, things changed. They handcuffed him. Blah, yeah, I blah, saw blah. that, but I just care about the masturbating part. That changes the story so much, <laughs> Joey. Yeah, I'm uh, like, I'm like, eh. I would have just let him go at it as he I killed like, all of guys, us. Guys, 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 he's almost done. Let him open the door. <laughs> he's almost done. I'm mean, almost going to be so good on XTube. And so he jerked off from L.A. to Omaha? Mike, whenever I have a cold, I jerk off so much. I could totally, maybe he had a cold. Because when you're sick, do you find that you masturbate more when you're sick? I don't think that – well, just because I'm home a lot more. I don't think I could get from L.A. to, like, over Phoenix. That's, like, an hour flight. That's a long time. 
Maybe, you know what? I'll be honest with you. Sometimes uh, the porn isn't that good. And so you have to keep starting and stopping because you have to find a really good one that will take you over the top. So sometimes it takes a long time. Just mostly not because you're in the actual act, but because actually trying to choose the right one. Yeah, but at like minute 20, I just go to my old faithfuls. Oh, oh yeah. I have some old faithfuls too. Yeah, you're like, okay, it's time for Ace and Claire and Brent Corrigan to make an appearance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do what you do and do it well. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Brent Corrigan. Which I saw that, by the way, oh, that's that's for my later, uh, I'm going to do a, a, a supposedly a porn podcast with a friend of the show, Daniel Brewer and Donna Sugars, but we'll see what happens with that. Ooh. That should be the name of the show. It's time for. Speaking of uh, transportation and being with other people, apparently, Joey, you don't have to just watch your back when you're riding the Muni, which is the bus up here in San Francisco. You also have to watch your belt, too. According to police reports, a San Francisco teen was exiting a bus just after midnight last Sunday when a group of men followed him off the bus and jumped him. And the group which was also a bunch of teens, kicked and punched the man repeatedly, but they didn't steal his smartphone or his wallet. They wanted the belt that was holding up his pants. So they grabbed the belt and fled on foot, and that's that. Well, Isn't I, that just a weird story? I think it's an important moment in gay history. Why? Because now, you know, we're finally get young gay g- gay teen criminals now. Gangs, yeah, gay gangs. We've we've progressed to the point now where they can get in gangs and terrorize people. So instead of stealing, you know, like straight gang members will steal like pod, you know, iPods and iPhones and uh, Palm Pilots and uh, yeah, and uh, Walkman <laughs> CD players, yeah, you know? camcorders, yeah, camcorders and Polaroid cameras. Um, they the, those there are those people, you know, but uh, then the gay ones will steal belts and cute T-shirts and. And, uh, you know, uh, cool, cool wall. Well, not wall. They'll leave the money. Yeah, they'll, they'll take the wallet, but they'll take the money out, hand it to the person, and then just take the wallet. I actually, um, I understand your joke. I actually think that maybe this was, like, they were attacking him for a reason. Like, they wanted to beat him up. And someone took the belt off thinking they would, like, use it as a weapon. And then they ended up leaving before that. Good thing that's they didn't try what, to take, that's, good thing they didn't, try, they didn't try to take my belt off. I would have been able to follow the belt. All the way to the criminals. Like they would still be taking that belt off. They'd be like, this never, it'd be like Hansel and Gretel. I'd be like, just follow this belt, sir, to the cop. It'll lead you right to the criminals. It, the whole gang has to carry it. It's yeah, it's like one of those, like, you know, like when they, on, on like a talk show, when they have like one of those, like, big anacondas and they bring several people out to hold it, it'll be like that. Or the trick will be on them because you're also wearing suspenders. <laughs> Remember when you bought suspenders? <laughs> I know, and then I would see George R. R. Martin, and basically, like, that's who I became. I just basically became George R. R. Martin. Well, it was out of it was out of desperation the suspenders, but then I liked them. This news story is kind of fucked because it doesn't tell you what kind of belt it is, no. or in, like it's not even a news story. I basically told you all the details. Police say the victim suffered some head injuries and scratches, but refused medical treatment. Hmm. The end. So weird. And like, look at this belt I got. Yeah. <laughs> it was cute. And how do they decide who gets the belt if it's a gang That's, of them? I was thinking that too. Like, if it's a gang of people and it's one belt, what happens? I don't know. They they, they steal it from each other. I don't know. They cut the belt up. Yeah. They're not the smartest people in the world. They share it. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> they they find the gang because they all are like wearing one belt. It's like four guys with one belt on. <laughs> yeah, because wouldn't real gang members they like saggy pants? Yeah, I don't get it. By the way, speaking of, and I was thinking about this when I was at the supermarket today. It's like, I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but Justin Bieber is getting cuter and cuter. I've I've always thought that he was handsome. I know that that um, he is like um, kind of like a Taylor Swift. People love to hate him, mm-hmm. and I don't think that he's like um, a stud. I think mm-hmm. like he was a cute young man. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a weird, awkward lesbian phase. But I still like. I felt like he was like he looked harmless. Mm-hmm. He's still very harmless. Like he's just. I don't think he could harm anybody. But I he's, think he's dumb and. Yeah, but he's turned into like a man. He's getting more like a man face and man body, and I'm like, uh, I love this, and I love the new hair you had on Ellen. Hello. Oh, I didn't see him. Oh, uh, yeah, Ellen, and which never mind. It's a whole, we're not gonna have the Bieber conversation right now. Mike Lawson, uh, a trapped deer gets its throat slit in barbaric killing by animal control officers. Um, veterinarians are speaking out against the way Orange County animal care officers put down a trapped deer in Anaheim Hills, calling it barbaric and improper. Uh, animal care officer Sergeant Juan Orozco and officer David Serrato responded to a call. Do you like how the way I did the accent there? Mm-hmm. Responded to a call from Kathleen Johnson on the night of September. <laughs> that's my white accent. On the night of September 29th, when she found a deer hanging upside down from a fence. The deer had impaled its left hind leg and was thrashing mm. violently about trying to free itself. The officers made the decision to put the animal down, but when Johnson saw that they were planning to slit its throat, she offered her abilities to provide a painless solution for the deer. However, Orozco thought the situation was too dangerous for Johnson to intervene. I'll summarize at this point. Basically, they were like, uh, no, yes, you're a veterinarian, and yes, you could probably kill her, kill the deer in a more humane way. We'd rather just slit its throat and watch it suffer and die. And so the vet is actually very pissed off and went to complain. And actually, they're under investigation. Wait, let me back up a second. Yeah. The the woman who called animal control was a vet? Yeah. And she had, like, deer tranquilizer in her house? She had something. She did. They don't say what it is, but she had something to, to put the deer down. Uh, in a painless way, I think I think it was it was decided that the deer needed the deer needed to die. I mean, they were really brutal. They slit the animal's throat, so the 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 deer is just bleeding out, dying. Right? Then they're like, oh, this deer is too heavy to take off the fence, and so they they sawed like they cut the leg off the deer. This sounds like really brutal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know though, Joe. Like, they don't know who that woman is, and she's like, um, let me do something. And they're like, no, we got this. I don't. I don't know that as an animal control officer that I would necessarily allow the person whose home I'm called to help me do something. But don't does you? Does that make sense? Don't, I wonder if veterinarians have some sort of like ID the way a doctor does. I guess there. What would be the need for that? Yeah, I don't know either. But I mean, if somebody said like, "Hey, I'm a vet," and they're mm-hmm. like, they're not crazy, I would. I would I would believe them. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like the guy just kind of had to make a call and he did what he thought was best. Well, veterinarians from the Serrano Animal and Bird Hospital performed a necropsy, necropsy, I guess how you say it, on the deer and denounced the officer's actions as, quote, a barbaric and improper method of euthanasia, end quote, and yeah. added that the other options were available for the officers to carry out the deed. 
And how many of those people had cow parts in their stomach when they were doing this? Like, I don't know. Like, what we do to animals is barbaric anyway, right? You mean killing them and eating their flesh is barbaric? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think so. But it's so delicious. I don't disagree with you, but I feel like that's pretty barbaric too. I don't know. It's kind of it. I've always found, and I, by the way, I'm a meat eater, um, but I've always found it really bizarre how we like judge like what you do to a cow is fine, but then we would if somebody did anything similar to a cat or a dog, like that would be. Oh, uh, we've gotten to the heart of the matter now. Okay, I get it. Wink, wink. All right, moving anyway. on. Mm-hmm. What we get it. Get what? Uh, now I know where this is going. You're trying you're trying to defend people who eat cats and dogs. Okay. No, I'm not. So, okay, Mike, what anything else going on in the Bay Area? You're the worst. <laughs> um, I do have an LA story I want to tell you about. Oh, yeah, what is it? This family is suing Disneyland uh-huh. after claiming that a cast member dressed up as the White Rabbit from Alice in Wonderland refused to hug or even touch their children because they were black. So this family from San Diego took their family to Disneyland last August to celebrate their nephew's birthday. And each of the children went up to the white rabbit to hug him and take a picture with him. And the family said that the cast member went out of his way to avoid touching their children. Um, Okay. I have a lot to say about this. And the rabbit's (laughs) defense was he was just in a really big hurry. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. The, but but what's weird is you I would get feel to an like, important date. Yeah, I would feel like this had a little more credibility if they had like pictures of this white rabbit never touching any children that were black. But they're like he just wouldn't touch our children. Do you follow what I'm saying? Like if there were 15 photos of him hugging every white child, and then each time a black child came up, he didn't do anything. Yeah, they would need something because also let's say for instance there was a person who hypothetically, and you and by the way, as someone who's Perform not in the same character, but as a character at Disneyland, uh, you can attest to this. Even if you don't like touching black people by some bizarro chance, yeah. right? You're in a very thick outfit. What would you care if you're? I mean, you could touch whatever. You could I mean you're not really touching them. Yeah, I don't. I feel like it's a silly lawsuit. And how by would you way- know that it was because you were black? It could be for maybe the kid. Let's say the kids were sniffling. He didn't want to get a cold or the measles. Or they stunk, or or what if, they, or yeah. they were mean. Or, yeah, what if they were just yeah. not? They were just rowdy kids. Yeah, you know. Um, it's weird. the The rabbit showered, hugged, kissed, and posed with other families, but they made uh, these kids feel horrible. It said, hmm. "I don't know." Uh, Disneyland is not responding. Um, I feel like Disneyland is like a an easy target for people that want something. Like, they're so good with customer service that you feel like, mm, I'm just going to make a complaint and see what happens. Which is so funny because as anybody who studies Disney as a corporation, Disney does not fuck around. You could sue them. They're not going to settle. They're not going right. to not, not be like, here's five grand. They will fucking – they have an army of lawyers who will then fight you tooth and nail for anything. You, you could sue them for $20. They're not going to give you $20. Right. There was a um, lawsuit about Tigger – uh, smacking a kid. Do you remember this? Yes. Um, and they won eventually by bringing in a Tigger suit and having the guy that was in the costume 
try to make a fist and the the original claim said something about fingers mm-hmm. and Tigger has no fingers. He just has like a big paw and that's how they eventually won the case. Oh yeah, Disney will they will fucking fight you. I'll bet you they went to remember when there was like a man that just died blatantly of a heart attack and like they couldn't get like remember there was like a weird rash for a short time where like people were just dying at Disneyland and Disney was having some sort of weird like the way Disneyland works is they have their own fire department and police and they work they coordinate with Anaheim. But like because of like a miscommunication, people were like not getting the attention right away. It happened yeah. like a few times in a short span of time. And they fucking fought that shit. I'm sure they settled with that stuff, but I mean that was blatantly wrong. But like um they, they don't they don't give in. They're not gonna just knock then yeah, that that family is gonna have a tough time with Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah, so I look good luck, black family. But uh, do you know their last name is Black? No, is it is weird? not. It is. Not. It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All right. I wonder if the other characters would be. You know, were you ever like? Could you, Mike? How well could you see out of your outfit? Really well, and you get better at it over time. You could see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I don't. The number of people that you hug and interact with in a regular eight-hour shift is so high. I can't imagine anybody that would have that sort of, like, prejudice and be able to maintain it over time. Like, that's close to impossible. Also, aren't the – um what do they call the people that go – that hang out with the character? Well, um, like a character host, but yeah. not not every character has oh. a character host. Okay. Um, and, and in fact, like a white rabbit, um, the picture that they show is somewhere near Main Street. Like white rabbit on Main Street probably is like a filler waiting because a white rabbit is a Winnie the Pooh height um, okay. or a chipmunk height. Mm-hmm. And maybe he white, had a rumbly in his tumbly. Uh, <laughs> a lot of times the character department will put a white rabbit in the schedule and just have them run around but that could be pulled at any time if winnie the pooh uh over in uh critter country which is a a scheduled appearance if that person called out sick or they had to move stuff around oh i see so it's it's kind of almost just a padding character that they have in the schedule so that they can pull them if a scheduled character no shows let me ask you a different question how do they arrange it so let's say for instance by accident two goofies don't show up at the same place well it's happened it's happened to me actually but really yeah like so you have a double so there's usually like one goofy backstage and one um on stage and then you guys just switch out um but every once in a while like uh lunch breaks would be covered by somebody uh and there were times when like me and my double are both backstage and there's somebody covering the lunch break on stage and i'd get ready and then i'd be like okay time to go and then usually what happens is you like would and this will happen maybe twice in my career there you would like go out on stage and you would see the other goofy like walking towards you (laughs) and everyone's looking at that goofy so then you just quickly turn around and you curse yourself so funny. You would you would get in trouble if that if you got caught doing that, but it didn't happen a lot. Um, one thing I was gonna say was someone posted a picture I think on Reddit, and they were saying like "thanks measles" and it showed like a totally empty line at the haunted mansion. That's awesome. Which is this is kind of a slow time for Disney anyway, yeah. so it's gonna be. But I'm sure it's a little slower now because of that. Ugh, I need to get my Disney. Remember when I went to to Disneyland on nine twelve? Yeah. 
So the day after 9-11, I was like, what a great day to go to Disneyland. And I did the entire park, I think like in 90 minutes. I went on every ride in Disneyland in 90 minutes. That's crazy. It was fun. Um, so, Mike, don't say that I'm not connected to 9-11. You want to know why? On fucking 9-12, I rode every goddamn ride to be like, fuck you, uh, Osama bin Laden. I'm going to go on uh, Buzz Lightyear's Adventures or whatever it's called. Hey, Joe. Yeah. It was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.